Hi, I'm Hannah King. And I'm Georgina Skinner. And welcome to Your Mindset Matters. This is a brand new podcast surrounding the importance of mental health practices, care and well-being. Both myself and Georgina are sharing this from a place of complete honesty and transparency with the goal of helping and supporting others. We are not professionals, we just want to make that clear from the get-go. We aim to share our own research that we have done ourselves, we have learned throughout our own journeys and experiences. So just giving a trigger warning here that this may contain emotional triggers from the offset and throughout. Our debutant episode will focus on our goal of normalizing therapy. So strap yourselves in for raw personal stories, mental health tips and a juicy Q&A to conclude. How have you been, G? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I've had a bit of a rough time of it recently. On Monday, I just started crying at lunchtime for no reason. So that's lots of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah that sounds like bundles of fun <laughs> I've just been under a lot of pressure at work and it's really stressing me out and I'm getting over it now I'm from Wednesday on it's been up and on <laughs> <laughs> well I'm what glad that you, you're Han? feeling better yes no I'm good I have actually managed to get a job Woo! exciting news I know I'm so happy I I mean obviously I can speak for a lot of people who are on the job market at the moment and I know how freaking tough it is at the moment it's unbelievably draining and there were so many points that I was just thinking I can't literally just I just can't do this every day it was just so unmotivating and a lot of things I've seen on LinkedIn actually where there's such there's such an issue obviously we know how tough it is surrounding this pandemic but I really think that there needs to be more of a humane approach to people trying to apply to jobs at the moment because of this automated male response that people get when they get rejected they get no feedback people are starting to obviously find out that there's a lot of companies that use technology to scan your CVs and if you don't use particular keywords in that job application that you've done it immediately rejects it not necessarily that you're not the best candidate for the role but purely because the technology just decides to reject you you get no feedback and even if you if you get rejected and you try to email that email back that person got an automatic response saying that email that she tried to send them didn't get sent because it was one of those automatic emails that just got sent to her so I just felt very sad I mean in my own situation I'm just one of those really annoying people that I just got lucky the amount of job applications that I've done um has just been I can't even like count how many applications I've gone let alone rejections and luckily I got rejected from this job that I really really wanted it was an assistant brand manager position for this company that I've been a fan of for like years and years yeah. and I was really upset and then one of my friends be like rang me been like that day saying are you still looking for a role because we worked together previously and she said that her manager was taking maternity leave and obviously I've got experience in that role and then now we're here so that's really good because obviously I do fitness stuff on the side anyway so I think I just want to get have that job so I can start saving again because I want to move out because I still live at home so it's just give a bit more stability but yeah I'm just letting you know I feel you and I understand everyone out there in that job market it freaking sucks but I want to tell you to keep going try not to get too down on it because I know how much it can affect you and how much you just want to just be like oh my god when will this end when will this end but I promise you you will get that you just got to keep going and I I can do it yeah I know that I remember hearing people say that to me and I was just like oh my god go away I don't want to hear that but I just want to be 
that annoying person again and tell you to keep on going. But apart from that, fabulous week, considering we're in lockdown and I've had enough and I want my life back and I want to die. <laughs> yeah. I've been missing I've been missing people as well this week, but we can do it. It's crazy. Together. Do you know what the one thing that I'm looking forward for them to announce when the pub will open again? Oh. I genuinely, I mean, I don't think I want nothing more than to sit in the like the beer garden. I don't even care if it's cold, but just a bit sunny and have that either like a really like apple cider and just sit down, take a nice deep breath and go, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the spot there. <laughs> So obviously today that we're talking about normalising therapy. So we just want to say that both myself and Georgina have been and are still currently in therapy. And we just wanted to share our own journeys with you and hope that if you are struggling, because I know that there are so, I mean, we've both seen so many people post about mental health throughout this pandemic. And it just puts a spotlight on how important it truly is. And I think looking at the stats, We've said this before in some of our episodes that we've done on Instagram, how one in four people, this was before the pandemic, so one in four people experience a mental health problem, whether that be anxiety or depression at any point in the UK. So that's one in four people experience a mental health problem. Now, with that problem, only one in eight people are seeking treatment. So this is before the pandemic. So if you think about this pandemic and how much it's knocked people's mental health those stats are going to be so much worse once they get analyzed yeah. and published on these websites and that is so worrying so we hope that this episode will really kind of encourage you if you are going through anything or if you're feeling low or you're just feeling really drained and you just want to talk to a professional about it because there's nothing wrong with that um then we hope that we can do that and it will just give you that little push to go and try have one session even one session yeah but, just a bit of an encouragement to go and and look into what you can do for yourself in in terms of therapy and how others can help you exactly so Georgina would you like to kick off with your own journey because hers is absolutely amazing and I love hearing it every single time because it's just oh it's so good <laughs> <laughs> thanks Anne um I've been suffering with anxiety for quite a long time it's been a bit of a lifelong thing for me I I remember specifically when I was younger and in my early teens I was having a lot of anxiety and it was really really bad and I remember a specific time when I um, came home from school one day I had been anxious the whole time and I didn't know what was going on what was happening to me I was curled up on the kitchen floor in a ball rocking from side to side completely unable to breathe unable to speak no idea what what to do and my mum didn't know how to help me either she she couldn't figure it out looking back now I was having a panic attack but at that point then we didn't know what was going on it but it was sort of pushed under the rug a little bit because I was a teenager and that's just teenagers do Mm. that you know Mm -hmm. so um but I managed to get through. I went to university. I I had quite a few difficulties then as well. But it really, really got very bad when I moved to Plymouth for my first job out of university. And I made some great friends from my new job. And then things just started to go downhill. I would be going into the bathroom at work 
crying, unable to breathe, having panic attacks, and then having to come back out and pretend like everything was fine and being like, oh, I'm just a bit tired. And and pretty much everyone I worked with just knew me as the tired girl. Oh, she's just tired. But I just was feeling absolutely horrendous. And it Mm -hmm. got to a really, really dark place where I, I was having troubles with people I was living with. I was afraid to be at home and I basically would come home, get some noodles, cook them, go straight into my room and lock myself in. And my room was a tip. It was a mess. I felt horrible. I couldn't sleep. I was having anxiety dreams and sleep paralysis and I was scared to go to sleep. So it was just a downward spiral, really. Mm. Um, And I got to a point, a very, very serious point of difficult thought um suicidal thoughts and one night I I almost acted on it and the next day because of that I thought to myself I really need to do something Mm -hmm. and I'm lucky that I had that thought process of my own to be like I need help so I spoke to my sister about it and the first kind of form of therapy that I had come to which was self-referral with the NHS Mm -hmm. And my sister, um, she helped me with self-referral. And that was where my journey with therapy started. It was a difficult journey. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my gosh, it was so difficult. Um, And it's great if you've got someone near you to to go through the process with you. But I was speaking to my sister. She was in a different city and I was by myself doing it. So that was hard. I was on a waiting list for three months. I did get online counselling and I got a assigned a counsellor and we messaged back and forth but I was still completely confused about what was going on. In order to get away from my house I moved into my van and Mm -hmm. that and it's an awesome van. It's an awesome (laughs) van. (laughs) I built uh converted my own van and and I moved into it and got out of my house but I ended up starting having panic attacks about where I needed to stay that night, where I needed to go. And so I ended up having to quit my job and from there I started to really focus on myself and Mm -hmm. had the help and support I asked my mum for help I actually spoke to her she helped me find a therapist which took quite a while but we'll go into that a bit later on but that's my that's my general story from the worst to getting to help and therapy yeah and you know what's so good about your journey G is because it's such a clear story of how you went like to such a dark and horrible place and you really did like go to rock bottom and a lot of people do this as well but what again what's so amazing about yours is it literally still gives me like tingles thinking about it but it's so amazing to where you are right now because you went from rock bottom thinking the worst thoughts and now you're so happy like you're yeah. so happy and it's so nice to see that like honestly it's I mean as like like you're one of my best friends right and to see you so like before I remember times when you were really down and upset and now looking to where you are now with your art journey with how do you peel which by the way you should follow on Instagram thank you (laughs) (laughs) where it's absolutely amazing where your passion is really coming through you're so happy with 
where you are right now and honestly I'm just so proud of you for your journey and it's just amazing how your therapist as well has helped you get to that place you haven't done it by yourself yeah got the help from your family your friends and also your therapist which we will both say to you all now that they will be your fairy godmothers or fathers (laughs) in life like it's amazing how much they can transform your mindset and pretty much save you like they save you from this dark space this dark hole this like black hole of yeah. like nothingness and they just get, get like literally put their hands in grab you and then pull you out and I just can't like explain how much they can help you grow and yeah just make you think more positively and getting to the I think what they're really good at is really getting to the roots and the stems of where your issues like come from where it stemmed from and again just how happy you are right now is just it's yeah. so nice to see like it's you smile, exactly you smile like... all the time <laughs> all the time and obviously I mean you always smile anyway but it's like you know where you, you you're just glowing like you've got a proper glow up like, oh I, glow up. I glowed up woo, woo. it's serious I love that <laughs> if glow you up. had spoken to me and asked me to do this and I say this quite a lot but if Mm. you'd asked me to do this and speak about my journey and about how I was feeling a year two years ago I would have told you to yeah like get (laughs) lost I am (laughs) not interested I could probably wouldn't even be able to speak (laughs) so it's good completely I'm sharing my whole journey on Instagram as you say with how do you peel and um trying to connect with others to as both of us are doing to encourage the normalization of talking about our mental health and and our difficulties and therapy yeah because it's such an interesting topic I think a lot of people are so open and we both think this like it's people are so open to discuss their journeys of like their physical health like when they go to a fitness um they focus on their fitness and they join a special gym or they go to um, a professional nutritionist to focus on their overall nutrition both of which absolutely fine I'm I encourage you if you want to go and like look into that they're both amazing however people are so quick to preach about doing their journeys with that side but then when it comes to your mental health which is equally if not way more important than your physical health people immediately like they just take them shy away step back and they just close up and they don't talk about it which I think like we say here we want to encourage like the normalization of mental health like it's okay to talk about it and like you say before when you're in a dark place you can be in a position where you don't want to talk about it and again that's fine but we want to try and encourage you that to take small steps to be in a position where we are now that it's okay to talk about it yeah, and, and it didn't. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Like, no, oh my, my God, journey no. <laughs> has been like probably two. I'm still on it. Like, mm. uh, yeah. two, two, three years of work, mm. and I celebrated my year anniversary in October of therapy. And yeah, it's exciting, and and we're still talking. Actually, I'm quite excited about this. We've reduced from doing an hour a week uh, every other week or first it was an hour a week and mm-hmm. then I reduced to an hour every other week mm-hmm. and now I've reduced to half an hour every other week that's so good which Yay. is really exciting that's so good yeah. I mean I'm still a bit behind you I still do an hour 
every week but again we are at different state like at different yeah. points in our journey but again like you say we are both still on it yeah. and healing isn't linear either Absolutely so it's not. not where you're going to start your journey and you're you're going to go upwards in a straight line you're going to go through bumps on your yeah. journey where you literally feel like you're going to you're feeling like you're back to square one you're on a but, roller coaster and it's emotional roller coaster but it just always think about it you are on that journey and you will get there and you will just have to accept that you will get bumps and that's fine that's completely okay like we're not robots we are human and yeah, yeah so we'll we'll all get there which is fine <laughs> <laughs> and now that we've spoken about my journey well oh. let's talk about yours okay so inspiring you are <laughs> oh. oh thanks <laughs> but my my mental health journey has stemmed well originally stemmed from now I didn't think about that I didn't really realize this at the start but obviously being on my journey I have managed to stem it back to a really bad breakdown in a previous relationship of mine so this was around I think two years ago now where I'd been with this guy who I literally planned my whole life with well I mean, I say I plan my whole life with, like, I just plan my life with him. Like, I literally just imagine getting married to him, like, settling down with him. I was super, super happy. And then literally had, like, probably, I could say, I mean, I'll save this story for another time, but let's just say I think I can probably be up there with the worst, most savage way of, like, someone breaking up with someone. Like, Absolutely. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad, like, so, so bad. And I was in complete shock. I just couldn't believe it. I was literally speechless. Like I genuinely like couldn't believe what was happening. It was so out of the blue. And I was devastated. Like de like that's an understatement. Like I was beyond heartbroken. So flash forward when I like get home, basically I was on holiday, but again, I'll save the story for another time. But I get home and I genuinely would go, to, I went to sleep and I'd wake up thinking it was a dream. And every time I realized that it wasn't, I was crying, like incessantly, I couldn't stop. I genuinely couldn't stop. And that, and if you think about it, people are like, oh no, but that's normal. Like some people can be like, I really like a boss lady and think, you know what? I'm better without them. I can literally just own go on like, and own it and just like get over it like that. Whereas a lot of people are not like that. And I'm not, I'm definitely not someone like that. I'm really, I get so attached and I'm kind of someone who wears my heart on my sleeve and. I take a really long time to kind of process things, digest it and move on a lot slower. And that's fine because I'm not going to be, I'm not someone who is, um, I would like to think of myself as being someone like a boss lady, but in that, boss lady. <laughs> in that situation, again, it wasn't like that at all. Like my mom had to come and get me and just really reassure me just being like, obviously she wanted me to stop crying. and I just couldn't. And I had to go to work. I had a really pressurizing job and I couldn't do it like you said before like you couldn't like focus on your job I literally couldn't focus on anything apart from apart from the breakup like I literally consumed my mind like I was questioning myself like also obviously people can relate to me when they say you question for scenarios about what if I did this differently or what if I did this differently or what if we did had we didn't have this argument would it have affected it then or why am I not good enough why is this happening to me and why can't I just have like a break why can't just something right happen why why is this happening 
and you just this goes round and round in your head so many times and it's like on a repetitive loop where you think about it and then you're like okay like you've taken your time to think about it but then you'll just think about it an hour later and you go through the whole process again it's like it's almost like you're on a hamster wheel and you can't get off and it was just it consumed my mind I went into a really negative dark place I completely shut myself off and I didn't go for drinks after work anymore I didn't want to speak to anyone at work I literally just wanted to talk to myself I'd go to the bathroom and cried like you mean like you did and I just genuinely I didn't want to do anything I literally just completely shut off so with my responsibilities that I had at work I had to tell them I, I genuinely can't do it like I don't have any motivation to get this done I need to step back from it and I was in such a low place and do you know what that actually really affected my chances because I was at a consultancy firm because I felt really just I had no motivation and that made me come across as some lazy like but that wasn't the case and I feel like a lot of workplaces I will say this now I think a lot of workplaces need to really focus on oh, mental yeah. health and support their employees a lot better than what they do For not, sure. not just making people like buy one of those like green ribbons to put posts on their like suits or their yeah um on their like clothes to represent oh I support mental health no they should be definitely doing taking a massive like forward step into supporting mental health check-ins with their employees yeah and even like not window dressing to say oh yeah we care about employees there is online counseling available but then what are you really doing like what extra mile are you taking to really support your employees that then puts it onto the employee to do the the extra work whereas exactly when they don't have that in their capability and a lot of people do you know what what I will say I am really interesting is that in a year the one number one reason why people take days off is due to mental health issues that's the number one reason and funnily enough I don't think personally I think you agree with me that there are so much more like workplaces can do about that and to support their employees which will benefit them by taking that extra step now with my journey I like went to therapy but I wasn't confident to really open up I just saw it as like oh I kind of it's a bit of a negative taboo I don't really want to associate myself like I don't think I kind of had the connotation thinking that I'm not cuckoo I'm not crazy so I don't need to go so I went for like a few sessions and I was like right I'm going to try and like get through this like focus on myself and be like positive and focus on things I love but then with that I became way like too too positive which is the term toxic positivity where this is an actual thing where if you suppress your negative emotions so for example if you feel crap on any day and instead of letting yourself feel that way you decide no I'm not going to listen to that at all I'm going to brush it under the carpet I'm going to go on Pinterest save like 20 quotes down to make myself feel better or I'm going to go and eat my favorite food or I'm going to do that I would encourage you to do that but do not suppress your negative emotions when you feel that way, because the more times you suppress it, you keep it inside of you up until a point that it bursts out at a random occasion, which happened to me a year later when it was in summer in 2020, when we all had the picnic gates and we're all having a good time on all the commons. (laughs) And I literally had a breakdown, like a full on mental breakdown in front of my friends, which was, I mean, looking back on it now, I was so like, that was like so scary. Like, I was saying horrible things out loud, like saying like, like horrible things for myself, like how I wanted, you know, like end my own life and 
how I couldn't do this anymore. And I was triggered, emotionally triggered, and I was really drunk as well. And it just, all of it came out. And I just said, no, no. I kind of said to myself, I want to get better. Like I didn't say to myself, I should get better. I actually wanted to feel better. I was like in tears, like thinking, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like I never told my friends I was struggling. And I was like, I don't want them to think I'm like this or I don't want them to like be worried about me because they were like, it was a really bad breakdown, like in front of a lot of people. And I just, I was like, I want to feel better. I don't want to feel like this all the time. And I literally went to a therapist. Obviously you can go through the referral um, in the NHS, which Georgina did start with. But luckily my brother knew of someone who could help me. So he referred me to this person who I'm with now. So her name's Janelle. She is literally like my queen. Like It she must is be the J's. Mine's Jan. <laughs> like see, anytime you find someone with the name J, you're like, that's going to be good. But honestly, she was my saving grace. Like she literally pulled me out of that black hole. Like I literally don't know where I, where I would have been if I didn't have her. And to now she's really helped me understand where everything has come from and going back to the relationship where I thought oh I was in such a happy place it made like I was carefully she was very gentle with me she didn't put any pressure on me but she was very like really clever way of making me like understand where all these roots stem from and it made me realize that I had wool over my eyes and thinking of all this like had my rose tinted glasses on for everything that happened and I actually came to realize that I was in a very emotionally re- abusive relationship and I didn't think of it at the time because I literally, again, had my rose tinted glasses on, brushed past it, didn't do anything about it. And I was like, I'm going to say this word because I think I've been reading this book. I'm still actually reading it. It's called Waking the Tiger, Healing Trauma. It's a big book, but it's basically telling people who read it that trauma can be in big and small forms. So with big forms, you have like being involved like a natural disaster or being involved in, say, for example, sexual abuse. That's a big form of trauma. However, if you look on the other side of the scale where you've got small trauma, that can be, for example, emotional abuse. So, for example, my case is a little form of trauma. And with trauma, it's almost like you, again, like reenact everything going through in your head. And it's almost like whenever you're traumatized, basically when it's like this energy that you can't, that is still like suppressed inside of you that you haven't been able to discharge properly. So when you have, when you're traumatized, you go through this horrible, horrible cycle and you have like all these symptoms coming into play, which happened at work where I couldn't focus on anything. I felt so negative all the time. I was questioning myself, going to really horrible places with wanting to like, you know, end my life and stuff. And these are all symptoms of trauma. So going back to my emotional abusive relationship, now I can see where all this has stemmed from. My therapist has really helped me understand how to cope with that and helped me realize that it's not my fault. It was his fault. And everything that I'm doing now has really helped me grow to the person that I am. So I'm a lot, I don't have a thousand thoughts running in my head. I've been able to get back to my positive, happy self, which I'm really proud of. And I feel a lot calmer. Like I feel like more at peace with myself and that's the ultimate goal I think everyone should strive for is just to be, you just have a clear head. That comes in with practicing uh, sorts of wellness techniques like meditation that both Hannah and I do. Oh no, it's amazing. But speaking (laughs) of practices, so that's both our journeys. Like that's quite surface level. Like I think we've taken a long time to try and be 
okay with sharing them because obviously it's quite personal very raw for us to share quite publicly but we encourage you all to if you're not in a place where you're ready to share your journey that's fine but if you are ever in a position where you want to talk to anyone about it reach out to someone that you really trust and you know that will listen to you not interrupt you whilst you talk that's the number one thing listen go to someone where you know that they can sit down with you and you'll be able to talk as much as you want and they'll just listen yeah but speaking of practices (laughs) Georgina is taking us through a practice each episode because she is literally like she comes up with the best practices that I've (laughs) implemented into my own journey it's like you're like a massive book (laughs) so (laughs) what will be your practice today my my practice today is going to be focusing on our breathing your breath work and how you breathe really impacts your mind and how your body reacts to things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh I love it already (laughs) I just took a deep breath for it in preparation (laughs) so this is called the box breathing technique okay we want to start off by taking a deep breath if we want to do it all together let's do it yeah I'm ready I'm up for you breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth and then we'll breathe in for four, three, two, one. Hold, three, two, one. Breathe out for four, three, two, one. Hold for four, three, two, one. Breathe in, four, three, two, One, hold, four, three, two, one. Breathe out for four, three, two, one. So you can keep doing that for as many rounds as you want, probably about five, five rounds minimum is a good way to do it. Or even if you just do it once or twice, it's just a great way to connect and ground yourself mm-hmm. to your breathing. Focus on that because it connects to your parasympathetic nerve system, which tells your body that you are safe. So if you are breathing calmly and relaxed and deep breaths, it really helps your body react in that way. Oh, I am safe because as you know with anxiety attacks or panic attacks your breathing gets very short and stuck in and that is a big sign for your body saying I'm in danger I have to fight or flight Mm -hmm. so yeah that's my practice this week anytime you're really in need of even just I do it before I go to sleep or I do it after yoga or in the middle of the day when I'm feeling stressed from work I just lie down or even just sit on the sofa and do my box breathing do you know what I actually did this like because obviously you've told me about this before I actually did that before my interview and yeah and it made me feel so much better oh that's amazing I tried because obviously I get I think with anyone especially me I get really nervous before something really important so if that's like a 
presentation you have to do or like an important call with someone or again talking in like work examples or again for an interview doing that beforehand was like I just felt like sitting on a cloud a bit like I just felt so good I just felt really a lot calmer and it just took some of the nerves away which I needed because especially I get so nervous my heart really starts to race I get like really sweaty hands and they get all clammy but then when (laughs) I did the box breathing I did around I can't remember how I think I did like four to five rounds and I just felt so much better I just said right I got this so if you want to use it in like a leisurely sense do it but also know that you can do it in a work environment as well like it helps so oh I'm so glad that helped you that's amazing it was yeah it was so good do you know what like like breath work is so underrated I don't think a lot of people like do it and it's just and ever since like we've done it obviously we I felt like we both did it in yoga oh I just love it it's so it's just so good it just really relaxes you and I'm just thinking my god have I not done this it's like witchcraft in a good sense (laughs) well now I've done my practice Hannah. let's hear your weekly rant (laughs) Hannah is the best ranters (laughs) I'm literally like basically me and Georgina are recording this on zoom and ever since like when you said that I kind of just dipped my head because I was like oh I've got to get ready for this (laughs) So basically when I go in, I go in. So prepare yourself, guys. Like my rant of the week is so like, I'm just going to say, I'm sorry for swearing. I'm not going to say the F word, but I'm just going to say, I've been really pissed off seeing this. And I've got like a health and fitness profile on social Which media. Which is amazing. You should definitely check it out. <laughs> by Hannah King. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, yeah, honestly, the amount of people, I know, I know this is like a popular video to do. And I'm not bashing anyone who does it. But my God, it really frustrates me. So basically, the video is what I eat in a day. Okay. And a lot of people say, um, ask you, oh, what do you eat in a day? Can you do a video on it? And a lot of people do it because they get asked. It annoys me because a lot of people who look at that will think, oh, that's what I need to eat. And it's so annoying because it's like, no, it shouldn't. Like everyone is completely different and lead completely different lifestyles so for example giving it a very surface level comparison so if a video said this is what i eat in a day one person may be someone who is on their feet all day every day and then another person who watches it will be someone who sits down at their desk every day now someone who is on their feet every day needs to eat more because they are they are more active they're burning more energy than the person who's sitting down at their desk all day and for example some people might have different metabolic rates again like they burn more energy than someone who has a slower metabolic rate so it really annoys me because if I see someone who says oh yeah I eat all this protein um that might be someone who's into lifting weights or that might be someone who's looking to achieve a particular goal but that might not be someone's um interest for someone who's looking at the video be like oh I might need to do that and it just really annoys me how it people kind of see this video as like a one-size-fits-all approach and it's the reason why I hate this as well because I saw this on TikTok TikTok, and I've just remembered I'm going to show it on here because I was going to post it on my profile this is the danger of people doing this Mm -hmm. um so a lot of people are going on about TikTok at the moment because it's really 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 like worrying the amount of content that gets posted like the headphone challenge these the worrying content is coming from quite young people which is really concerning but the why in a day so I came across this because someone sent me and this is really toxic and I hate this 
and it makes me really sad so this person posted so it's like a screenshot and they posted what they ate in a day for weight loss and again i'm going to say this is emotional trigger because this may trigger people here but they posted on here saying today start the day with a glass of water today's menu is one boiled egg with diet crackers and two little pieces of cheese then for the lunch you need to eat chicken breast with six tomato slices then drink two cups of water 30 minutes after and for dinner eat one cup of yogurt oh my gosh yeah like um someone who did not post this is not someone who is like a qualified professional it's not it's just a young impressionable person who's seen similar posts about what people eat in a day yeah so then they've kind of done it themselves and it's really really scary so I think that you need to think about your audience where you are not the same person as everyone else it's not a one-size-fits-all approach and you need to be really careful about posting those kind of videos because it can lead down so many like worrying paths for a lot of people trying to copy you and do the same thing and post content like that which is not okay so that's my rant of the week because just because I get so frustrated well yeah it's super dangerous and everyone lives different lifestyles so you need to fit that accordingly Eat what you want to eat. Don't eat what someone else is eating. Food is amazing. Food is incredible. Food helps, makes you feel better. Like, I love food. Like, food is great. (laughs) If you're someone who has been thinking about or has posted what you eat in a day, please be really mindful of the people that can look at that video. Rant, done. There we go. Done. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Snaps. (laughs) <laughs> I just did snaps in that I didn't want to go too far in it I get it's hard for me to quite just keep to pull it yourself back oh uh, yeah but I think a lot of I think a lot of people like ranting just getting things off their chest like yeah it's good to get it off your chest don't keep it in moving on so from our practices our rants our stories we give you a juicy Q&A to start so these are questions that we have been sent in by our lovely followers on social media So we're going to give you a few and obviously we're going to answer them the best that we can as people just giving friendly advice. Like, for example, if we're in, you know, like in a bathroom in a nightclub in normal times and someone just yeah, yeah, have a bit of a chit chat and just giving like, you know, friendly advice to these situations. So if you are worried about your situation, especially with your mental health, please refer yourself to a professional. But please take our advice as friendly advice, not as professional advice. So. Number one, right, Georgina's got really bougie name, like create a bougie name, because obviously <laughs> these are all anonymous. So what's your bougie name for today, Georgina? Allegra. Oh, Allegra. Love that. Allegra. Right, Allegra. Hey, hey. Right, so Allegra. So this is all about relationships. And Allegra came to us and she said that in lockdown at the start, last March in 2020, I'm actually still processing that myself. (laughs) 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 I'm still still processing that. Basically, she's been in a long-term relationship with her partner for around three years. So she expected to move in with them, looking for marriage and settling down with this person. Now, obviously, in the from March we had that three month lockdown, and we all we weren't we didn't, to see we didn't see anyone. So she didn't see her partner because they both they weren't um, obviously living together. So they didn't see each other for those three months. And when that got lifted, she decided to surprise her partner, rocking up at his house in London, and surprising him because obviously they haven't seen each other in a long time. So she gets there. She walks up to his room and she finds 
a pair of knickers that were not her own. She obviously puts two and two together, confronts him about it, and she ends up finding out that this belonged to someone that he worked with and that he'd been having an affair for quite a while. And she was just torn apart, heartbroken. So she's basically asking us for advice because she's still in this mindset where she still thinks about him. She's been knocked because she's had a routine with him for so long and she she would see him on the weekends and now she doesn't really know what to do with herself and she's been thinking oh do I message him and try and get back with him because obviously he's been trying to win her back and she doesn't know what to do so she's asking what are your tips for getting herself out of this like negative rut so Georgina I'm going to take it over to you what what do you tell Allegra Number one, do not get back with him. Ever. Amen. <laughs> he is not worth your time at all. He is gone. Zilch. Zero yeah. vamoosh. Do you know what? When we read that story, we were so oh my gosh, angry. Oh my gosh, I was fuming. What a disgusting man. I just can't believe it. I just was there to surprise him. Also, how completely against the law was that that he's cheating on her at the time? I know, right? Because oh God, he's not just... allowed to see anybody else. I know. I re- like to be honest, I think if I was her, I think I would have reported him to the police. Be like, uh, <laughs> that is karma. And secondly, let yourself think about him. It's okay. You were with him for three years. Mm-hmm. Like it's normal mm-hmm. to think about him. I think first of all, like if you are not already taking care of yourself, that's number one. Do stuff for you. So invest in in time in yourself like do some yoga do just do things that help you relax like do things that don't surround him or make you like think of something else and not him where he's the center of your attention that will help you heal if you continue thinking about him that's not going to help you at all to get out of this negative space you need to surround yourself with people that you love and trust so your family and your friends who are there for you when you're in need If they're not, then you need some different friends. Um, Seriously. (laughs) And you need to do stuff that will help you focus on something else because that will help. Another tip with that, in terms of that, is that every time that you would normally text him or call him, call one of your friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Delete his number. Block his number. Delete Trace. Oh, whatever his name is. I don't know. Dickhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The devil. (laughs) Oh, I'm thinking about calling him now. Oh, I can't call Dickhead. Oh, because he's a dickhead. <laughs> oh, my so, God. Oh, you know who I'll call? I'll call my mum. Yeah. Oh, you know who I'll call? I'll call my best friend. Do you know what? Hot chocolate did it for me. It really helped me. Just It just felt warm and it just made me feel better. Like Hugs on the inside. Oh, yeah, a thousand percent. Like This is a fun fact, but the same hormone that get, you give off when you eat chocolate is the same when you have sex. So just saying just saying it's actually a proven thing so eat that damn chocolate have that (laughs) chocolate chocolate. (laughs) we're sending you a lot of love and positivity allegra you've got this you've got this and do not go back to him like delete trace of him move on start afresh new chapter you are worth way more than that yeah now moving on to question number two we are going into bougie name georgina Uh, all i can think of celeriac right now well right we'll roll with it i mean it's a vegetable we'll go with that anyway celeriac here we go um has come in with a question about her 
um, journey with alcohol, which we find quite interesting because in the UK, obviously we've got such a, like a strong culture associated with alcohol. We're big drinkers, big drinkers. Yeah. So Celeriac has decided to, she did dry January and she's been thinking about how many benefits she got from it. So she, her anxiety massively went down. She felt like she had less brain fog. She didn't obviously have any hangovers on the weekend. She felt fresh, she felt brand new. So she wanted to continue that journey, but she's worried that her friends will think that she's boring when they go for, you know, or right now when you go like the Zooms with your friends and you have a few drinks and that. And if she just says, oh, by the way, I." don't I'm not drinking at the moment she'll think that her friends will think that she's boring so she's asked us for tips on how to go about that whether she's making the right decision and have you guys got any experiences with like reducing alcohol etc etc so what do you take on this Georgina I'm actually going on my own health journey and I have been told I'm not allowed to drink mm -hmm. so I'm also not drinking I've been not drinking for about two three months now and it's going to last for probably another three months. So I'm with you on that. It is amazing. No brain fog. I feel way less anxious. I don't have anxiety. So think about those benefits. That is number one. Think about the benefits that you feel. Just keep reminding yourself of that. And if your friends think that you're boring for not drinking because it's helping your mental health, then they are bad friends. I am really sorry to tell you that. Just be straight up with them. This has really helped my mental health and how I'm feeling and reduce my anxiety. So I'm continuing not to drink. And it doesn't make you not fun, not drinking. Like I'm sure you're a super cool, fun person as well as it is. But yeah, you go. Also substitute the alcohol for something different. You can get alcohol-free gin, alcohol-free <gasps> yes. alcohol-free cocktails. Yes, yeah, so with the alcohol-free places, M&S has like got a whole section on alcohol-free stuff. So they've got the gins, which you say, which I think they're called Seed Lip, which are these different flavoured alcohol-free gins. And they've also got alcohol-free like tinnies, which are like G&Ts, which I decided dry January. And it was amazing. Like they tasted so good. If you had one of those and you put it in, like, say, for example, like you had an alcohol-free G&T and you put it in like a G&T glass that you have at home or whatever you drink out yeah. of, it makes your brain think that you're actually drinking it, like without having the effects of you getting drunk. So even if you are having a few, like if your friends are having a few drinks, you could still have that and kind of just like, you know, have like the play along effect that you're like, you know, drinking, but you're not. Yeah, so like alcohol-free Prosecco or something, have it out of a oh, Prosecco glass and then yes. you feel like you're getting all giggly on your Prosecco. But oh, to be honest, do you know what? I'm actually guilty of that because I remember there was a guy, there's a guy in our group, but he, I think a few years ago in our group, he decided to tell us all that he wanted to just, just go through a period of not drinking. And he still does it. He just goes through bouts of not drinking. And at first, when he first did it, and this was in normal times, this was like probably like four years ago now, we all looked at him like, like, what? like taken aback <laughs> and I think I think it's because that this topic of people not drinking it's so it's because our culture of drinking in the UK is just we're so used to doing it to do it. it's classed as a normal thing to do whereas someone goes outside of that norm and doesn't do it people will think that's so weird like I think it's something that again needs to be normalized that it's perfectly acceptable to not want to drink alcohol because at the end of the day it's bloody poison that we're putting in it our is, bodies it is literal poison in your body so i think that when 
if for example you know someone or even you yourself want to go through a period of just trying not to drink for example if um like on the weekends you don't feel like drinking then you don't have to you don't ever have to feel like pressurized to drink if you don't want to don't i mean if you i mean in normal times if you don't drink then you get like free soft drinks at bars like that's a legit thing you need to just show them your car keys and then they give you like free soft drinks like that's a win-win for me yeah so i think if you're wanting to continue your journey please do and again like georgina said if your friends aren't supportive of that then go and find some new friends because you don't need any of that Honey, toxic vibes in your life no nah. <laughs> so celeriac it's been great but we're sending a lot of love and light your way and we hope that you will continue your journey and not feel pressurized by any of your friends and you are definitely not boring you are freaking awesome and we love you lots believe so, in yourself okay so probably in the next one we'll use this as our final one because we just want to be conscious of time so what's your booze name for this person bob standard great love that um <laughs> i love bob 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 <laughs> okay right so bob at the start of the pandemic so obviously when we all didn't think it, it, it was like a nothing thing where we all thought oh it's gonna spike in like a few weeks we'll all go back to normal eventually obviously not really foreshadowing the fact that it's gonna last a year or so onwards he read these mindset books that challenged him to kind of look at himself being like what do I want to do with my life do I want to stay where I am where I don't really like my job but it pays the bills or do I want to take a risk take a plunge and set up my own business that I've always wanted to do long term and make it a really big success so these books obviously encourage people to follow your passions your dreams so he basically gave in his notice and started his own business obviously lockdown happened pandemic happened and he obviously hasn't had the success that he kind of envisioned of where he would be right now. Yeah. And his question to us is, he's worried that he's made a massive mistake because he hasn't been as successful as he wanted. He's becoming more fearful of the, that he doesn't have the stability anymore of having that income that was coming in for him to pay the bills. He feels more stressed out. He's basically asking, should I get a job on the side to give myself more stability or should I stick at it and keep going? So he's basically just, quite stressed out right now so he's asking us what do you think he should do I think it's amazing that you had the belief in yourself mm. so keep that belief maintain that belief in yourself because it's there for a reason you can do a few things I think did you say he where does he live he said he lives in London so yeah, that's so move out yeah. London you might be able to find somewhere with cheaper rent and continue your your business journey but I also really do encourage things like this as a side hustle before you really really mm-hmm. dive into your own business both Hannah and I work on our own side hustles Hannah with her fitness um, personal training and me with my art we're really really passionate about those things but we're, re- we're focusing on them as a side hustle yeah um, and yeah that I think it's quite important to to think so if you can just maybe I've seen quite a lot of jobs recently remote working jobs or part-time jobs that maybe you could get a job on the side to help support yourself and then I agree take a step back from the full-time business plan mm. yeah I agree obviously I completely with what Georgina says like it's a massive risk and also it's 
it's really brave of you to want to like start up your own business and we like salute you for that because it's not an easy task like yeah, it's, it's difficult it's, it's not like an overnight success where a lot of people that you may think literally got rich overnight they did not they literally you sweat sweat blood and tears into your business and you want it to be a success so bad but it takes years and years for you to get to the likes of where for example say the body coach for example he frequently shares his story he used to stand outside um, Richmond station handing out flyers for his boot camp for like I think for one to two years he had days where no one would turn up like not one person would turn up to his boot camp that but it's taken him 10 years to get to the place where he is now and again it just shows you that you're not going to get yeah and you need to really treat it like a proper business but he at the same time feels like I've just had this situation where I've just got a job because I want to get that stability in and focus on your passion and I think with this pandemic, I think it's opened up a lot of questions to how flexible your workplace can be. I don't think a lot of businesses will go back into working five days a week from the office, for example. And I think you can probably be more flexible with your hours. And I think there will be more of an importance of mental health where you have like well-being data where I know that a lot of companies are starting to implement them it will just probably give you more time to focus on your side hustle look at for example look at your screen time if your screen time says six hours on your phone you've got enough time to put in one or two hours a day on your side hustle if it's that important to you if it's if you're that passionate about it and it's that important to you you will make time for it regardless of what you're doing with your life absolutely so if you're worried about bills and it's starting to stress you out, then try and potentially look for a job. But it's not going to be easy because the job market is just bloody awful at the moment. So prepare yourself. You might yeah. have to step back and if if it's available to you, move back in with your move and maybe, back in with your parents. Yeah. Make sure your CV is the best it can be and focus on roles that you know that you can do. And like focus on roles where you know that you can do a good job in. And yeah. Just keep looking and keep going. But if you're fine at the moment with regards to you can live off what you're earning right now and you're ha- you're you are happy to keep going, then keep going and just really just put those hours in because it will be worth it. But it's not an overnight success. You just got to keep yeah. turning up every single day and just putting in your best effort. So it's not easy. And yeah, Disney, Walt Disney. He pitched the idea of the Walt Disney, like you know, Disney World and Disneyland. I think he pitched it how many times? It's ridiculous. If you look up his story, it's incredible. He pitched this idea so many times and countless amount of times and being rejected. And it took a long time for some one person to literally just say, "Yeah, that looks great," and it will yeah. all just take off. So just keep going and just Believe keep believing in yourself. In yourself. General <laughs> consensus: <laughs> Believe in yourself. Yeah. You can do it. Go to therapy. Yes, it's not a straight line, but it can happen. It took me three goes to get to my perfect therapist and she is fantastic. Have the confidence in yourself. I know it's difficult sometimes, but you can do it. We've got faith in you, Bob. Hopefully that will help give you a bit of a clearer picture. But again, we're sending you lots of light and lots of positive vibes away. I know it's not an easy time for anyone right now. But again, just keep going. You've got this. That concludes today's episode because we want to be conscious of time because literally me and Georgina can really talk for England so we could probably end up being here all day. (laughs) And I don't think anyone really wants to listen to us all day. But (laughs) thank you so much for listening. And I hope that we've kind of, if you are struggling, please know that there is someone there who can help you, whether that's a family member, your friend, or again, encourage you just to be a step forward into maybe trying out therapy because it's not a bad thing. You're not cuckoo, you're not crazy for 
going you just want to feel better and that's what they're there for they're your fairy godmothers and your fairy godfathers and you should give them a try and that's that's that (laughs) (laughs) tip number one episode number one done (laughs) thank you so much for listening we have loved every second we hope you have a fabulous day wherever you are whatever you're doing sending you lots of positivity and light your way and have a fab day guys and we shall see you soon bye 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 thanks for joining if you go check us out on instagram i'm at how do you peel where you can find my art and commissions and things and hannah is by hannah king i am a trainer in the industry at the moment so anything to do with health and fitness come my way and and again we both share tips on mental health practices and well-being so be sure to check us out and be sure to send us a dm with anything regarding a q a because we'll be putting it into the podcast Woohoo! <laughs> okay, That's ciao for now, peace. guys. <laughs>